Hey, Rob, what do you think of our funky new football in Berkshire branding? They're great, Tom. Who's made them? They've been created by friend of FIB, Ellis Woods, who runs his own creative agency, Flair Media. He's heavily involved in grassroots football and kindly sponsors this very podcast. That's great. What else do they do? Well, it's funny you should say that, Rob. Ellis offers affordable digital marketing, digital and print branding like logos, banners, flyers and business cards, as well as website content creation and management. Go and have a look at flaremedia.online and tell Ellis we sent you. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories podcast with me, Tom Canning, and him, Rob Davis. This is our pub, but not in a pub chat podcast we're doing daily to try and keep ourselves and all of you busy during the lockdown. You can see more podcasts from us by searching Berkshire Football Stories on your favourite podcast app. You can always f- you can also follow us on Twitter at FI Berkshire and find out more at www.footballinberkshire.co.uk. Today, our special guest is Ascot United defender and captain Louis Bowers, who joins us on the phone. Hello, Louis. Good afternoon, gents. Happy Easter to you both. Uh, same to you. Same to you. Thanks for You're joining us on the uh, on the blessed day of Easter Monday. <laughs> You're welcome. I, I know we'd all definitely be at church were it not for uh, for the lockdown. So um... yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How uh, how's it all going for you? Yeah, yeah, everything's good. C- considering obviously a very difficult time for for everyone, but uh, spirits are high. Keeping busy. Uh, fortunate enough to still be working. Um, so adapting to working from home and. <laughs> Yeah, keeping busy. Other than that, I'm I'm going through uh through phases. I went through a, a jigsaw puzzle phase, <laughs> and then I went through a Netflix phase. Now I'm on to uh, cocktail making and quizzes. So oh wow, <laughs> but yeah, all's good. Thanks, all's good. There's a there's a lot of people doing uh, doing online quizzes at the moment on on Facebook Live and stuff like that. I've half thought yeah. about doing one ourselves, but I, I don't know how, what the, whether the, there's a niche for uh, for for Berkshire non-league football quiz. I, I don't know. A great idea, I think. Just, just do it. But yeah, there's lots of going around. Everyone's going to be a fountain of knowledge by the end of it, I'm sure. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so obviously, the the season for for Ascot United was was unfortunately cut short. Um, you were having a good season yourself. Uh, I saw you in a couple of games, um, and you know it all looked like it was going it was going fairly well for Ascot. How do you feel about the the season as it is and how it's finished? Uh, yeah, season was going really, really well. Couldn't have, you know, really asked for it to go any better. Really, um, expectation on us as a group of players and a club was always for promotion, and you know, focusing on just striving to to win the league. We were, yeah, well on track for that. So, uh, obviously, it's very disappointing that it finished in this way, and really, really frustrating. Um, don't necessarily agree with the decision that was made, but less. Uh, spoke for me about that the better um yeah, only positive to say from this season so far but you know lots of lots of things that the fa can't avoid from our year so you know we've opened our our great new ground which is fantastic a uh, real hub of football for for the whole community um you know increased attendances really good social media engagement uh you know uh, lots of things we've, we've built a really good link with the youth teams as well as senior players so you know, there's lots of stuff that, that can't be null and voided and expunged into history. So, so still lots of positives to take. But, you know, the season was going really well. Uh, how does that decision to end the season um, affect you for next year? Does it sort of uh, 
galvanise the squad and make you feel like, right, well, we were on the verge of promotion or pushing very much for promotion? Or is it a real sort of gut punch and something you haven't really discussed too much as a group as of yet? We're all we're all sort of really still processing what, what's happened. Uh, so yeah. as a group, we, we haven't discussed it, it yet. Um, I'm, I'm sure we will. But for me, it's just, you know, added motivation for next year. And as I'm sure it is for everyone in the squad, there's just you know, unfinished business from us and and hopefully we, we can stick together, rally together and go and do it again. But it's not going to be easy for sure. Um, you talked about kind of, you've got, you've got the, the fantastic new facility you've got there at the club. Um, obviously, you, you you spent a lot of the first the first couple of months, I think it was the first two months of the season playing away and then to come home. Um, we spoke to Jamie about this because obviously the, that sort of homecoming didn't quite, go to go to plan did it against Guildford City um, what, what do you know can you put your finger on what kind of happened there because there was there was sort of in the form guide there was no reason for it to be anything other than a than an Ascot victory uh, it's a difficult one I think the the occasion got hyped a lot naturally you know it's a homecoming for us fantastic new facility uh, a team that's doing very very well sitting top of the league and uh, I think that level of expectation and pressure just got got to us as a team. We we weren't uh, staying true to how we played for the majority of the start of the season. Uh, you know, it was in, in front of about 400 people, which is great turnout for for the race course. Um, and I think just the pressure, the occasion got got the better of us. Really, um, players, you know, lack of confidence and, and things like that, which was strange for us. But yeah, it didn't go to plan. <laughs> Uh, you say that new pitch, obviously it's an um, artificial surface, the 3G there. Uh, is there any um, way that you've had to change your game to adapt to the different playing surface, both individually and as a team? And does that um, have a knock-on impact when you go to other clubs and obviously they've still got grass pitches? So is there any way that game, your team game and your individual game has changed? It's uh, a good question. Um not too much, to, to be honest with you. Um, of course, it's a lovely surface to, to play on. You know what you're gonna you're gonna get from it. You know, roll of the ball is always true. Uh, the bounce of the ball is pretty true as well. So, um, I haven't had to adapt too much apart from recovery after games and after training because it's mm -hmm. pretty unforgiving on the body. You know, training on it twice a week, playing on it as well. Um, but but we still set up as we would. Uh, a Saturday playing on grass as we do at home so not much changes in terms of our style of football how we set up against opposition um, perhaps it will to walk towards next season as we have more time and, and more use of it but but no, nothing changed in particular for me no um Louis just sort of just your your career itself we Rob and I just before we found you we were just quickly looking back through the kind of the um the the statistics uh, and when when you kind of made your debut I spoke to Neil Richards before about uh, when you started playing for Ascot 2016-17 you kind of you broke through what what were you what was your situation before that was it was it Ascot youth teams or were you elsewhere No so I, I was else, elsewhere I sort of came to Ascot out of nowhere really um haven't had a particularly glamorous footballing history or, or past hasn't been too extensive in terms of clubs or levels played at but um, uh, for me it started at a local club where I grew up called Farringdon Town um, I was playing first team first team football there at about 16 uh, which was a brilliant experience good laugh 
you know, playing with, with my mates who I went to school with, etc. So, so those are really good times. Uh, you know, standard wasn't wasn't fantastic, but but learned a lot at that age. Um, I then went to university. I studied down in Exeter. I was there for four years. So I played university football um, between playing at Farringdon and Ascot. Um, so so that was when football for me started to become a bit more serious. So we, we were playing sort of twice a week. So we playing the, the uni leagues. We played in the Southern Prem at the time in the Bucks League. And then on a, on a Saturday, we play in the Southwest Peninsula League where we'd uh, tour pretty much everywhere in Devon. Mm. <laughs> Alongside that, we trained twice a week and we were in the gym doing strength and conditioning. So that's where football for me sort of took a step up. And then leaving there, um, at uni, actually, I played with Jesse Wilson, who, who you may know. Yeah, a name I recognise, yeah. Yeah, that, that's the link with Ascot, really. He, he was the captain at the time, and I was, I, I'd obviously graduated, started a new job, looking to get back into football, and, and he suggested coming and joining Ascot. So um, I did that and sort of never, never looked back, really. Are you still in contact with Jesse and how does he feel about you now being uh, following in his footsteps as a captain of the club? Not in uh, not in regular contact. He, he's a very busy man. Obviously, he started his own business, um, uh, Peach Lager business, actually, which is very nice. Oh, right. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's called Jubel. You should, should give it a go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure he'd be very happy for me filling his uh, band. If, if I remember rightly, he he joined. Uh, he went to Bracknell for a short time, and uh, he unfortunately got he got injured um, almost either in his first or second match, and that was kind of that was kind of the end of him. Not that this is a, a podcast about about Jesse Wilson, but is he still playing, or is it is it sort of? Uh, I don't think so. No, no, he's, he's I presume very busy with his uh, business. <laughs> what what's the player he was? Yeah, very, uh, learned a lot from him. Um, so, so Louis, obviously, you you came through into the team. It was into when Neil was in charge. You 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 came into the team. Um, wasn't oh, a... just before that. I, oh, I had was... a brief brief spell with um, Lammy, Grotty, and Sweets. So I was right at the end of of their era. Right. And then Neil, Neil took over. Yeah, because that was a, quite a tough season, wasn't it? That that the, so Neil took over towards the end of the fifteen sixteen season. I think no sixteen seventeen season. Uh, and then the following season, Neil had the the full season. He he's he's talked to us before about how you know it was a bit of a learning curve, and and uh, but he had a lot of young players in that team. So and obviously you being one of them, and you you played a lot of games that season. Was that what you sort of call your your breakthrough season? I would say so. Yeah, I, I've always believed in my ability to play step five football at, at minimum, but I I was yet yeah, unexposed to it. So I guess it was a bit of a breakthrough for me um and big thanks to Neil for putting his trust in me giving me captaincy that year which was really nice confidence boost for me um obviously the season didn't quite plan out as we we'd hoped and it was was yeah very tough but but we all learned a lot as players and actually as a club as well um which we're thankful for now that's for sure um I I I had in my mind that uh you you picked up a few red cards um, and I, I just, it's just, I don't know, I don't know. But looking back, it's actually that's not quite true, and I'm doing you a massive disservice by having you. But I think there was, there was, it was two seasons ago. I think you you picked up three. Uh, there were two second bookable offences and and uh, and one one red card. Obviously, 
So, th- I mean, three times is po- in a season is possibly a lot, but you guys play a lot of games at the same time. Was that some? Was that sort of a, a phase you were going through? Or is it something you've learned from or uh, anything like? You know, I, I guess it's part of growing up as a, as a centre back and a and a, as as part of your game. But you know, what 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 have you sort of learned from over that period, and what do you do differently now? Uh, well, to start with, a couple of them were very dubious. <laughs> <laughs> they always are. Yeah, um, I was in a big shout and appeal on a couple of them, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but no, I think think when the when these moments happens in games, you, you learn from them. And I, I think over that year, I certainly uh, matured. And th- this season, I've received less. That, that's for sure in terms of yellows and and reds. Um, uh, yeah, don't don't really know what else to say. <laughs> Um, I, I don't agree with any of the reds I've ever got in my my, my career, but that's <laughs> another day. And actually, uh, I tell you, when most of my double bookings and reds comes, they usually come after uh, a mid-season holiday, mid-season. <laughs> You're like half a yard behind, is it? All? Yeah, that's right. And they strike a nips in front of you, and you you, you dangle a little leg out. <laughs> <laughs> This season's came after a nice jaunt in Tenerife for my my good friend Stag. So, um, all right, that's my excuse anyway. <laughs> so, uh, talking of developing again, uh, you said you became captain under Neil. What was it, two three years ago or something like that? How yeah. have um, you developed as a captain over that period of time? And you know, what do you do differently now that you perhaps w- would have done uh, to what you would have done when you first became captain? So thankfully, I, I had experience of uh, being a captain before. I, I, I captained the, the university first team uh, through a season or two. So um, I had a lot of experience and knowledge I could take take from that. Um, but for me, I think it's knowing knowing what you're what you're good at and what your strengths are. And for me, my my strengths as a captain, I think are like my man motivating skills are good so you know whether that's an arm around someone in the changing rooms on the pitch in really difficult periods of time um just just being a a positive voice encouraging voice for them giving them the confidence to to play rather than you know playing by example because there's players in that team that are far 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 better than me technically which i'm not ashamed to say um so for me just just man motivating skills i think uh my, my, my strength with that um, do you, do you come up? You obviously in training you come up against Ian Davis quite a lot in uh, in in training sessions, and obviously you will have played against him as well when he's been playing for 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 other clubs. What what's he like as a striker to deal with as a as a centre back? Because I I get the feeling uh, it wouldn't be all that straightforward. No, not not at all, not at all. And I've mm. learned a lot from defending against him in training this year. He he trains exactly as he plays, which is very feisty very nasty he, he lets you know that he's there and then the next minute you've lost him you don't know where he is and he's he's poking one in from six yards <laughs> um, yeah it's been it's been brilliant having him along really really good the experience that that he brings to every player in the squad we uh you know that we're really thankful for that and of his his, his goal scoring record speaks for himself and i've become really good mates with him over the season not just in a footballing capacity we uh, lift share every week, and <laughs> tell you what, part of part of our success this year, and part of his success in goal scoring, we've got a lot to thank to Sainsbury's local on Ascot High Street. 
So our, after every <laughs> training session, we go in there and get two bags of cookies and two milkshakes. And <laughs> we started this trend at the start of the season and we kept performing, he kept scoring. So we, we've done it every week since. <laughs> Do you reckon they're especially ordering in? Yeah, I reckon so. They're the only people that roll in there at half ten and get a load of cookies. <laughs> All right. Well, you, you've had um, a pretty fantastic season so far. Well, I say so far. Now it's ended, but um, uh, it was going really, really well for Ascot. Um, what can be improved next year to make sure that you're maintaining these uh, the high level of performance in the league and you know staying ahead of everyone else? Home record for sure. So our home record this season's been very mixed and. You know, we really need to next season make it the, the race course an absolute fortress where teams have to come there and really, really graft and us have to have an off day for them to get points. So we, we dropped too many points at home for me this season. Um, I'd like a better goals conceded record as well. Um, I think we, we conceded about 37 goals, 32 games in the league, which, you know, I want to be dropping that to below games played for sure. No doubt our, our team will absolutely score goals. I think as, as a collective, we need to keep more clean sheets. Um, sort of with with that team, do you, do you think it's, is it difficult? Will it be difficult, do you think, to keep a team, to that team together? Every team is going to go through, through this this summer where kind of things are changing, but the team, all the clubs are in the same position they were last season. Do you think, it, is it sort of, is it kind of just going to roll over and everybody carries on, or or do you think there'll be a few changes? It may maybe it's maybe it's not for you for you to kind of say. Perhaps I'm not sure, but I guess team spirit will tell in that respect in kind of keeping everybody together. Yeah, definitely. You know, I expect as always with every end of season that there'll be there'll be changes across the board in every team. Um, there there definitely be interest in our squad, that's for sure, and that's just testament to what they've achieved this season and how they've played individuals um but you know our club ascot is a very attractive proposition at the moment you know club running absolutely the right way by great people very ambitious and you know it's not often you get the opportunity to to win a league or be in a position to win a league which next season i'm hoping we will be so i think if we all, all reflect on that and, and stick together we'll get we'll give it another go Talking of um, talking of ambitions, what are, what are what are Louis's ambitions for for kind of next season for the future? We we've had we've had quite a few young players talking to us over the last couple of weeks or so. So you know, I think I think you just about fit into that category. So what what, what are, <laughs> you're the first person to say that in a long time. Ah, well, you know, the thing is, Louis, I, I suppose for a lot of people watching games locally, you've been around a few years now, so. And, yeah. uh, and, and you know what someone said this season actually he said to, to Neil Richards he says yeah it's brilliant you, you've retained the captain Louis Bowers great to have his old head and experience and then <laughs> Neil, Neil said to him out of interest how old do you think Louis is and he said <laughs> about 35 <laughs> so, uh, oh dear that's uh, yeah that's that's not a great look is it I suppose. Yeah, it's not good saying I'm young <laughs> that's quite right. but but so what are what are your what are your kind of ambitions for for just on a sort of personal footballing level um i haven't thought too much to to the future really for for myself big part of my football is just enjoyment um and i'm yeah really enjoying my time with ascot 
the, the changing room is fantastic. Re- really enjoy playing with every single player we have in our squad. So, um, you know, for me, as long as I'm enjoying my football, I'm, I'm happy. Part of enjoyment as well comes from winning. So, you know, yeah. it'd be, be fantastic if, you know, we can, can take this club to the next level, win the league, get promoted, take it to the highest level they've ever been. Um, you know, I'd love to love to achieve that in the future, but but who knows? I, I haven't thought too much about it. Yeah, you do, just ask answer the question I was going to ask there about um, <laughs> would like um, would you like to play step four, step three? Um, hopefully with Ascot. Yeah, 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 definitely. Ho- hopefully with Ascot, and um, you know, I've I've had opportunities to to do that over this season and last season, but but ne- neither of them opportunities felt felt right for me. So, you know, I, I'd love to test myself and, and play at a higher level. I think I'm capable of, of doing that and hopefully we can do it with Ascot. So when we had Jamie on, we asked him about the difference between the Hellenic League and the Combined Counties League. And uh, obviously uh, Ascot were playing, well, Ascot played the last season that's just been cancelled in the Combined Counties. And uh, previously to that, they were in the Hellenic uh, division. And he, uh, Jamie referenced a couple of um, differences in the sort of uh, approach to the clubs, perhaps, and uh, maybe um, sort of teams you come up against week in, week out. How's that been for you? Has there been any noticeable differences in the uh, teams you face? And what are the sort of pros and cons of each league um, in terms of uh, the actual team, the opposition? So I wouldn't say there's for me sort of significant change but between the two it's been um, uh, a really nice new experience moving into the combined counties league playing against some teams you know I've never played against before players I've never played against visiting mm. new grounds new clubs which is all part of the you know non-league football experience so so that's been brilliant um, I would probably just echo what what Jamie said actually about the differences um, I think with the Hellenic League there is better strength in depth for, for sure, teams are far more organised um, and strategic as to how they set up against opposition. Whereas uh, combined counties, I think majority of teams have say two or three very creative, very creative, skillful players who who can win games from from nothing. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, there's not too much difference for me other than that. Really, um, Hellenic teams slightly more organised. Combined counties, you know, slightly more tricky, skillful individual players as opposed to teams and units. So that doesn't really change your approach um, um, or tactically. Um, you don't have to, because they're slightly different challenges there. Like you say, one's more organised, one's uh, perhaps more individually talent based. Um, do you set up at all differently uh, as a unit and prepare for different things, or is it just, um, just business as usual for you at the back? Um, well, as- defensive part? As a as a team, J- JT and Dan have us, you know, very specifically set up depending on who who we're playing. Um, you know, t- tactically they're they're fantastic, brilliant. Um, that they pretty much watch every opposition before we play them. So, you know, we adapt to to the opposition sometimes and to just to nullify their their threat of their two three players that that they have, which could could cause us issues. So. You know, for example, we, we come up against a team with teams with very good wingers, very skillful, powerful wingers. We, we perhaps go to the three-five-two, where our wing backs were, and and the the right-sided centre half, left-sided centre half, would just just sit on them wide players. Um, so yeah, we, we do 
we do adapt depending on our position. We do we do change how we play as well. Um, Louis, I wanted to just ask you about the FA Vars because um, Ascot have an absolutely ridiculous record in the FA Vars in the in the ten ten or so years they've played in it. Um, two quarterfinals, um, two third rounds, including including this season. Um, you're obviously going to get another crack at the Vars. Um, I just was looking at the uh, who you who you played, and of course the team you lost to, Corinthian, actually have reached the semi-finals. Whether they ever get to play those semi-finals or not, we we don't know, but. Um, you're going to get another crack at the Vars. Is that something that's high on the list for the, for the club? Uh, it, it always is. You know, it, it's a fantastic national competition to play in. Um, and, you know, the financial rewards of it as well are brilliant um, and, and very useful for, for community clubs. Um, it, it's nice to have another another crack at it. My, my experience of it hasn't been brilliant. I've, I've never really taken the club very far in it. Um, you know, this season... Going out, going out against Corinthians, and then seeing that they're in the the semi-finals, you just sort of tell yourself, "What if?" You know, yeah. they. In my opinion, we we absolutely could have beaten them on that day, and we have a bit of luck on our side. We we, we would have gone through. I think we hit the post sort of two, three times in the space of two minutes, etc. One set piece goal, free kick was was the difference. Um, so yeah, it's nice, nice to have another crack at it for for sure, and hopefully we'll we'll do a bit better this year. In another one of the cup competitions that uh, you were in this year, that's now been um, well, I don't know what's happening with the cup competitions, whether they've been suspended or, or whatever. But um, you were due to place uh, to face Jersey Bulls. Uh, they're quite an interesting side because they've just come into the uh, first division of the combined counties and taking it by storm. I think they were they played 27 and won 27 out of that. Um, is that a game you were sort of uh, looking forward to? And I'm, I'm not quite sure who the first would have been in the game. Obviously, you guys storming away at the top of the um, Premier League, but they're also looking quite intimidating in uh, the division below. So what were you thinking about that game going into it, um, if it ever happens? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's obviously a very exciting, exciting fixture, and you've you know you've got a feel for Jersey Bulls in their league. Yeah, as you said, twenty-seven, twenty-seven, mathematically achieved promotion, but are not not going to get their rewards this year. Um, my thinking up to the game was, am I going to be in the squad? Really, I I didn't play in the round before. We we played um, a fantastic team of youth players who. Each and every one of them deserved the opportunity to represent the first team in that game, and they, they came through a tough fixture against Ballum. So, my, my thinking: Am I going to be in the team? If I'm honest, <laughs> and I'm not sure if I would have been. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we won't see because it's it's been voided. I think. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. I didn't. I wasn't sure if the if the. I, I mean, I assume the league cut competitions go with it as well it's, it'd be interesting yeah. to see if they do play the vars uh, of vars or not really um i wanted to just ask about a couple of players that you obviously you've got um james richardson's in your in your side he seems to be uh, very much one for the future um is there any any other sort of players sort of that, that you you kind of look at as youngsters coming through and you think they're they'll they'll do all right for us what, who who are the who are the sort of the young names around the club that you're looking forward to coming through uh, yeah, there's lots of very, very talented youngsters in our club. As you said, James Richardson's a fantastic player and he, he's just developing every week for me. It's, it's an absolute pleasure to to watch him play and watch him develop as as a player. 
um, he, he'll go on to, to great things. I'm sure he's such a such a nice, good kid as well. Um, it's tricky to, to to pick individuals out. Obviously, in in the first team at the moment, we've we've got lots of young players as well. The likes of Harry Laughlin, who who's done very well, um, scored a lot of goals, mostly penalties. But there we go. <laughs> um, he's he's got ridiculous talent. His his feet are just unbelievable. It's ridiculous. One of the best the best I've seen. It's horrible defending against him in training. He really has me falling over. Turning left, right, and centre over here. Um, yeah, there's lo- lots of talented youngsters. We we've got uh, Sam Evans, a very good youngster, left foot. He he played in the the game against Ballam. He started in centre mid. He, he's definitely one for the future. He's been training with us a, a fair bit as well. Um, yeah, there's so many. You probably don't want to individual out too many others, but but Sam Evans, James Richardson, for, for sure. Uh, you mentioned earlier that um, this season you've. Uh, uh tailored your uh, team at times to face different um, opposition uh, maybe moving from back three to a back four um, what's your what's your preferred choice as a centre-back do you prefer being as part of a four or uh, uh, do you like the I guess the extra security of the added centre-back in there um, and what do you think brings the best out of you I prefer a four definitely uh, I think that is just by virtue of playing in that formation more or playing in a back four more um, equally, I like, I do like the added benefits of playing in a three with with the wing backs as well. But, but I'd only move towards that if, you know, we if if I spent more time in that and and were coached in it in it more. Um, I yeah, I just like a me and another centre half really. <laughs> <A> bit old school. <laughs> um, who who would you say is your preferred centre centre half? Uh, if you had to pick one out of it, out of all 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 the players, ask who's your preferred centre half? Uh, partner um they're, they're all so talented and and uh, a pleasure to to play alongside but it, it's got to be chris ellis for me um i love that man <laughs> <laughs> that's a great bloke me, me and him yeah we we started to develop a really really good partnership together and you know unfortunately he picked up his injury this year and uh, i'm just really looking forward to, to having him back as well he's going to be a you know, big big boost for us as a squad when he when he comes back in. Is is there anybody? I think we asked Jamie this at the same time. Is, is there anybody that can throw it further? Absolutely not. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I I I never get bored of watching it. Never get bored. <laughs> if someone needs to make a completion video of his throws, I, I'd watch it on repeat every day. It's so. <laughs> I love being in the box as when he's about to wind up and just lob it in. The, the the look on defenders and goalies' faces is just priceless. So so good. You just can't defend against it. No. And we, we've had a lot of joy from it. A lot of joy from it. Obviously, teams know that we have that as a weapon, and um, that they set up to to try and nullify it. But you just can't. You just can't. Well, it's, it's not something you're ever taught, is it? You know, you know. It's so it's not. It's it's quite a rare thing. You you don't you don't go into a training to right today. We're going to defend long throws. It's just. Yeah. Because exactly. they're not, they're not, they're just like direct arrows at the, at the goal, and it. <laughs> just even if you know, even if you've trained against it, and in, and if they know who Chris is and know what he can do, um, then you know it's it. It was it. You just, I'm not sure how you ever, uh, you ever defend against it. Um, at Bracknell for a little while, we had um Tom and Sam Barrett both playing, and both can lob the ball quite a long way. And you had one on the left wing and one on the right wing, and. And and just teams never knew how to deal with it. It's astonishing. 
how how do you deal with it when when you're on the end of one uh what attacking one uh in both i suppose defending one and, and attacking one we we've got a couple of routines which we we work on specifically around it we we, we utilise Chris on both wings as well. So <laughs> we're not, we're the luxury of two of him doing either side, but he, he has to do the jog either way. Um, so, yeah, we, we set up specifically for it. We have a, a few routines that we do, which me and Chris uh, usually involve my, yeah, myself, um, which me and Chris know very well. But defending, I've never really come up against it. Um, in, in fact, I, I probably couldn't recall one experience of defending against a long throw in my life other than practicing and training with Chris Ellis. <laughs> do, you, do you know the story behind how he, um, how he knew he could throw, throw the ball so far? Nope, never heard it. Exclusive, here we go. Yeah, yeah FIB exclusive. He, <laughs> in, in his younger days with his brother, he'd, had, he'd go in the back garden, his brother would go on the front drive, and he, he told me for hours they would just throw balls over the house to each other and that that would be their little game so that that's how we uh, develop the long throw wow <laughs> brilliant i want to see that on one of the next um on one of the next challenge ask at united videos please <laughs> throw, yeah, the, throw the ball over your house i might be able to do that one <laughs> i've stayed clear of all of them so far They're a bit too technical for me uh, yeah me too me too yeah. Um, just to round things off, Rob, did you have uh, anything else you wanted to ask? Um, I've got uh, one quick question, I guess. Uh, it, when sort of looking up, uh, researching for uh, this uh, little chat we were going to do, I was uh, going through your um, Twitter feed, and one of the things on there, there's a question <laughs> on there, actually, from, I think it was Alice Parsons. Uh, she said, uh, why does it take a global pandemic for um, uh, Louis Bowers to go for a run? Um, is there a, an answer to that? <laughs> I have absolutely no defence to that. No, <laughs> I despise running. But having said that, I've gotten quite into it during this uh, this lockdown period. Um, yeah, thankful my girlfriend put that out there on social media. <laughs> but one, yeah, now, did tag Asper as well. So yeah. yeah so now Jamie and Dan know I'm in the season. I'm not doing all that extra running. I tell them I have been. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see that I'm glad Rob does the research because I I just tend to wing these, but Rob Rob gets in the nitty gritty with the research and <laughs> nitty gritty, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Louis, thank you ever so much for coming on. Um, we have one final question that we just ask everybody uh, to kind of help our listeners with with the lockdown kind of and what they're like trying to get through it. So, can you um, put out there a recommendation for a box set or a TV show you're watching that you'd uh, that you'd recommend? Good question. Um, I'm a big Ricky Gervais fan, okay. so I'd uh, probably revisit all of his masterclasses, go through extras mm-hmm. off him, uh, Derek, Afterlife, and uh, I think Afterlife 2 is coming out soon. So Very shortly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I look forward to that. He, that he, that's probably how I keep myself occupied. <laughs> he, he leaves me a bit hot and cold sometimes. The Office was, I like it, but I can't watch it because it's too cringy. But Afterlife, I really enjoyed <laughs> Part of the, that's all part of the enjoyment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Certainly, Afterlife, I thought was excellent. It, um, yeah, working in a lot of local newsrooms myself, uh, it rang, a lot of it rang true. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Louis, thank you ever so much for coming and, and speaking to us. I, I do appreciate the time. 
Um, that was the Berkshire Football Stories podcast, pub but not in a pub chat with with uh, Ascot United central defender Louis Bowers. Uh, you can see more in this series by searching Berkshire Football Stories on your favourite podcast app. Please subscribe for all the latest and if you have a minute, please give us a rating and a review. Uh, all that's left to say is it's goodbye from me, Tom. Uh, it's goodbye from Rob. Goodbye. Uh, and it's goodbye from Louis. Goodbye. Take care, everyone.